0: Welcome to Bold. My name is James D. Fiori, and we have another one of those shows where I get to field emails from losers who tell me that I shouldn't give a platform to certain individuals. I don't know why you guys don't get and It's the same people that that that, that always seem to send these emails. Um, look, that's fine. Um, my answer will always be the same. Uh, it's two words. I'll let you figure out what I usually tell these people. But today um, we have uh, she's a former federal candidate for the people's party of canada and she also and she can't escape this we discussed this a little bit today not that she wants to but she's also the daughter of one of the most controversial politicians probably in our lifetime randy hillier and her name is chelsea hillier chelsea welcome to blackballed how oh look at you just trolling right away eh? Just right away do
2: i i don't i don't have to wear this for your show or no no you don't no no okay okay no yeah let so, me doff it properly then i okay. mean i picked it up off my bedroom floor but whatever
0: <laughs> right um that that's a good place to start what is the lure of of sort of trolling the left like what what i mean haven't they we, 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 did, we talked on the phone earlier on today and isn't there like some serious stuff that's happening with the left yeah, that, um, yeah. that has sort of like made your life a little bit, uh, tumultuous, let's just say.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Can- um, okay. So I think like first and foremost, I'm, I'm sarcastic. I'm a sarcastic person and, and I find humor in most things in life. Um, I also used to be a hardcore leftist. And I was a cross-cultural competency facilitator, um, which actually means that I went around and taught uh critical race theory to uh organizations, employers, and uh and employees. Um so I think that I think that just, you know, sort of the trajectory of my life has has brought me to a place where um where I I really feel like I have no choice but to make fun of the the nonsense. Um you're right. It has been a tough, uh, a tough go. Um, but I also, when I'm trolling people, I also try to, first of all, never ever make assumptions or personal attacks on, on people that I don't know. Um, so I like to take sort of the umbrella of what they're fighting under and make fun of the umbrella rather than the person holding it.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's fair. I mean, I have an issue with the way that the left and the right sort of operate. Um, If you look at the the loudest groups, right? So um, on one hand, I I do have an issue with the left being offended for literally everything under the sun. Um, On the other hand, I do think that the right right now has a little bit of an identity crisis themselves. Um, I I watched the first convoy protest in Ottawa and then the last one um, this last weekend and what i found interesting from the first one to this one um was what it had in common even though it wasn't as big and that was um a message that was lost on those of us who didn't have a dog in the fight um well
2: first of all we all have a dog in the fight whether you like to admit it or not so well it's very
0: philosophical of you to say so chelsea
2: well you know i i did spend a long time in academia so (laughs)
0: Yeah. Can you tell me about before we go, actually answer the question first and then we'll, we'll yeah. pivot away. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead.
2: No, no. I was, I was just sort of making a little, little joke there myself. Like, yeah, I mean, we all have a dog in this fight. Um, and you can pretend you don't, you know, anyone can pretend they don't, but everything that's happened in the last two years has absolutely impacted absolutely everyone. And for some people it's been beneficial and for some people it's been absolutely devastating. And for some people it's somewhere in the middle. But whether it's been beneficial or not beneficial or destructive, everyone has a dog in this fight.
0: Do you think that the pandemic was a fake pandemic?
2: I think that it was an overblown pandemic. Explain that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we like at the very beginning of this, listen, I was the one, like I, I would literally had the cowbell and the friggin sandwich board at the beginning before any lockdowns happened telling people there's a there's a virus coming from china because i was an avid cbc listener and and you know i remember on march 13th of 2020 uh sitting with a group of people and telling them that there was a virus coming and they all made fun of me and they said oh woohoo it's the flu and blah 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 whatever and uh you know and th- literally within an hour of that conversation starting, we all got the alert on our phone that, that the schools were closing down. So like, I, I saw the trajectory of this. I saw what was coming. I knew what was coming and I knew that there was a virus out there. And, and I absolutely felt that there was a reason to be, uh, cautious. And so, you know, when everything shut down, I was worried, I was concerned, uh, but i never stopped seeing my family for example i you know.
0: know your daddy's supposed to post the pictures while everyone but else is yeah, in lockdown I mean, and you...
2: what, like what am i gonna I'm, I'm i'm stuck at home with two little kids mm. i'm not gonna go see my parents who live five minutes away from me who i spend every single day with i that's ridiculous so anyway but you know i took it seriously we all did my whole family took it seriously for about two weeks <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ask everybody yeah. this, that, that sort of holds a position that you hold. And and, and I'm going to go out on a limb and think that, um, I'm going to take you at your word and say that you thought that the uh, that the virus or the pandemic was overblown. I understand that sentiment. Um, I, I, I find that I don't share that sentiment, um, mostly because I, I'm still sort of agnostic about what everything was. Um, I lean towards the idea that Um, it was a pandemic, the world health organization had a template for whatever the next one was going to be. And they stuffed this pandemic into that template and it didn't work out that well for a lot of people. Um, and it didn't really work out in a sense because it was so fluid, but then I always get, I, I get like, there's this nagging point that I'm always like careful to make because I I don't want to sound like I'm giddy about it or anything, but I, I can't get past the one point of the, um, of sort of like the, the conflict that I have with people that uh, hold your position, which is this, I understand the argument that it impacts old people and sick people. Mostly. I, I totally get that. I, I agree with that. The, 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 the point of separation, the thing that I have trouble reconciling with people that have your, um, opinion on, on, on the pandemic is that. If the people who didn't think it was that serious for them, didn't protect others, then they could carry it and spread it and be fine. But that doesn't right. mean other people will be free. Right. So this the, is where Liberty runs right into like right. the so, greater good.
2: So listen, so first of all, I mean, Ryan Lindley. Brings up a great point here, um, his wife working in long-term care. Well, actually, uh, in long-term care, COVID is a huge issue. In fact, in, in the writing that I currently live in, 83% of all COVID deaths have occurred in long-term care. So that tells me that we don't so much have a virus pandemic issue, we have a long-term care issue okay if if seniors are dying in great numbers who have been locked down isolated masked vaccinated and frankly neglected uh that's a problem but let me put this to you about your issue with people like me who think it's been overblown um you people
0: you people sorry well
2: us i know trust me i get told this every day uh your kind aren't welcome here
0: (laughs) it doesn't count you're white Um, go on
2: (laughs) so so anyway what i was saying was well what was i saying now um Uh, long-term care so i so i only wore a mask for work from uh july until i was canned because i was a anti-masker even though i wore a mask um so from july until december or like the 1st of December, 2020. And I only ever wore one at work. I never wore one uh, at any of the protests that I went to. I never wore one when I went to the grocery store. My kids never wore masks ever, not in school. What in did Washington you say or.
0: when at the grocery store when they were like, excuse me, ma'am, can you put on your mask? What did you say?
2: I said, I'm exempt. Thank you.
0: But were you though?
2: Yes, I'm a victim of domestic violence. I suffer from PTSD.
0: Okay. <laughs> obviously i'm so, not going to like be like well, like question no. the, the the well you the, could the you part. could because however cool.
2: but, but i'm curious as to james i have a point that i'm that okay I'm trying to make, let's go back to this. that because i'm curious how which, how which is this how,
0: uh, yeah
2: um so so my my no one in my family ever wore a mask none of them are vaccinated um mm. n- I know it's shocking, but it's true. <laughs> I've um, seen the I I too. went I went around and saw thousands, thousands of people. Shook their hands, hugged them, we had parties at the house, everything. Do you know how many people that I still to this day know who have had covid? Less than 5.
0: So knowing so, knowingly, knowingly.
2: Knowingly. Yes, who right. were sick enough to get tested and seek out non-existent therapeutic treatment. Yes. Um, so, so you tell me that it's a pandemic, and you tell me that I could possibly be out making people sick, but I have not seen any evidence of that. I haven't been sick. I haven't even had so much of a. Uh, I haven't even had a runny nose. So the thought that I could possibly be out unknowingly killing people for two years seems pretty absurd to me.
0: Well, I mean, there was data to back up the idea that, um, say, for example, millennials or Gen Xers um, were were spreading the disease, but not getting sick from it. I mean, that's not totally outlandish. I mean, it's bullshit. How is that bullshit?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just is. I mean, tell me how you prove that. Tell me how you prove that someone who was never sick was the one spreading the disease.
0: Because there's something called asymptomatic.
2: No, there isn't there isn't you can't I, be sick and not sick at the same time
0: you can be a carrier of of a virus but not exhibit the symptoms of a virus there's people with the aids virus with hiv that are just carriers but don't suffer from hiv it's it not an
2: upper aids sorry hiv and i'm AIDS? not saying it's the, the same, same type of virus i'm just respiratory seasonal virus right. so so you know, you can make a you can make an, a comparison to cancer or to HIV or anything. You I'm know. not comparing
0: the disease but, under a microscope. I'm but saying but you can not, be a carrier of things, but not necessarily a person who suffers from those things.
2: If you aren't actively ill with an upper respiratory infection, which I mean, you're not sneezing, coughing, and and spreading it. Uh, you can't get people sick with it. So if I never had a stuffy nose and I never had a cough and I never sneezed, how would I spread it to anyone? I don't think
0: that's accurate. I, I think well, you can you know be what? a carrier of of of, of COVID so, um,
2: so here's, without here's exhi- with, Hold on,
0: well, hold on. Without exhibiting symptoms, yeah. you can be a carrier of COVID and spread it to other people <laughs> without exhibiting symptoms. I have a
2: question for you then. At what point am I not a carrier?
0: When you don't test positive for COVID.
2: So what if I never tested positive for COVID?
0: What's your question?
2: So at what point am I not a carrier? Because this is the argument is that people like me were going around and killing people, but I'm not, listen, listen, that's
0: a hyperbolic way of saying it, right? What, What I said to Max Bernier, for example, was like, he was, he was telling me, he's like, James, I like to go to my rallies and say hi to everybody. And I was like, that's great. Do you, does it ever give you pause? To think that the thousands of people that go to the rallies, that some of them might contract the virus at the rally, and give it to a relative. I'm not going to use the hyperbolic statements and say you're going to kill grandma and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying. And would that give you pause? And he said no.
2: It doesn't. And give me most people
0: most. Pardon.
2: It doesn't give me pause either at all. We're right. adults. We make choices about who we hang around, but, who we but like, sometimes we our go, go, choices
0: our, sometimes our choices don't impact us. They impact others sometimes. So I, I mean, are you, I'm sure you're not saying that it's impossible that someone who um, didn't believe in this pandemic and didn't believe it was that serious, you don't think it's impossible that they could have contracted COVID and gave it to someone else who then gave it to someone who then died. It, like that's not impossible, right? That I mean, is mean, it's completely not impossible,
2: but it's also not my fault or anyone else's because, because contracting an upper respiratory virus is not a moral issue. Spreading it, is it, a, it is knowingly, past,
0: knowingly not, not the putting the safeguards it's in place to spread human it.
2: Human condition. We get viruses. We spread viruses. Therefore, it is not a moral issue. You you cannot be human without ever contracting a virus.
0: Yes, but some and viruses so should be, be taken a little bit world. more seriously than other viruses. You would you would agree with well, that?
2: Well, I mean. HIV, yes, should be taken much more seriously than COVID.
0: Um, it's <laughs> the harder flu, to spread HIV.
2: The flu, the flu and COVID are much more similar, and and I give them the same moral weight in spreading.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole here because no, I'm not a not, medical like, professional. You know I mean? don't really have the Let's talk about medical... something other
2: than COVID for a little bit. Okay, let's let's talk uh, about, you know, um,
0: do you, (laughs) this is going to be one of those, uh, questions that, that that is going to be funny that I think it will be funny. (laughs) Do you think that it helps or hinders the, um, Randy Hillier is a Russian asset, um, (laughs) troll job when you have a picture of Vladimir Putin on your nightstand there?
2: It's a Russian doll. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I i gave james a bit of a backstory on the russian doll um before we came on air so this is you know the typical russian doll and we've got all of the uh russian is that
0: khrushchev who's that yeah. is that yeltsin and
2: Gorbachev. yeah and uh i can't remember who this guy is actually i don't know every
0: time you pull it out i think it looks no. like fred flintstone because um, of the color of the i did shirt.
2: have oh. stalin and Lenin. they were the they were littler Um, But my kids lost them. So anyway, when I was in high school, uh, my my boyfriend, his dad worked for uh, he was a director for Indian and Northern Affairs. Very, very uh, uh, high profile director. And uh, he also fled, fled East Germany as a child. And he went to Russia about three times a year and my boyfriend would sometimes go with him. So one time. They brought me back, Vlad. And, uh, and your dad it. is
0: like, put that, put that away, Chelsea. Put that away. No,
2: my dad, my dad loves my Russian dolls. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> my dad loves
0: my Russian dolls. Oh my god! Listen, so you cool. know what? Like yeah. this,
2: I I love this. I love this idea that uh, that the Hilliers are Russian assets. It it gives me great pleasure to think that people actually take Dean Blundell's nonsense seriously. Um well, none of us have have ever been to Russia. Popular. Well, he's so, the personification of evil on this planet, but well, we, we can agree well, to disagree.
0: Well, James, my my <laughs> the way to combat Dean Blundell's overstatements of my family is to call him the worst. You know what? Dean world.
2: Blundell has encouraged, uh not just encouraged, but directly uh uh told people to harass and abuse my family, and they have in great numbers. Um, it's been GD horrible and, uh, and I think, God damn, you I can say you can no, say I, I can't, G- I can't. Jesus fucking you Christ. Himself. Just say,
0: God damn,
2: see uh, what's behind Vlad? It's, it's two versions who, of the whole,
0: who's, Bible, Ho- so who's Holly say. Bibble. I don't even know who Holly Bibble is.
2: is um, he, I won't say it, but I will say GD. Um, yeah. he really, are you that he, religious? Um. I'm like, sorry, it's just that you don't yeah. strike
0: me as someone that, you know, believes in, in that stuff.
2: I know I'm not your stereotypical anything. So, well, so but, but, more but, surprises but, to come, James.
0: Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, it actually speaks to the Dean comment that you just said, because, um, I mean, he was the one that made me kind of realize that a lot of people that feel the way that you feel really like Jesus, like a lot.
2: Um, when and I am just wondering what the
0: connecting tissue is. If you, maybe I can get it from someone who's actually a Jesus homie, you know? Like. Well,
2: we could do a whole episode just on that. But basically the, like, if I can put it into like one sentence, I'll say, um, we kneel to one and that's Christ. We um. don't kneel to government. Uh, So when we see government doing evil, uh, it is not our job to get down on our knees. And accept what they say. It's our job to stand up like Christ did and stand against the establishment and and move forward. You know, he died in the end. We all do. Yeah. Spoiler Jesus alert. Died. <laughs> Jesus died for our sins.
0: So if we no, don't if we stop sinning, that means he died for nothing. We'll you know never stop sinning.
2: Mean. That's the whole that's the whole point of Christianity.
0: Awesome. <laughs> knew I liked it for a reason. Well
2: I um, mean it's, it's a good religion.
0: Yeah I'm not I honestly if you want to go down that rabbit hole it's gonna I don't I don't I, 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 yeah, I just okay. said
2: I won't say I won't say the full G D. You know just
0: well god damn I'll say it for you Chelsea. Um is you this know what
2: that, I won't hate you for it
0: <laughs> well how could you it's just words um just consonants and verbs smushed together to make sounds um were you so were you raised Catholic? Because I was raised Catholic I was not so raised in continue. the church at all. Oh. Uh,
2: at all. My mom is a full blown atheist. Uh oh. I grew up being told that god does not exist.
0: Wait a second. Your mom and your dad are married still? Oh yes. And your mom's an atheist and your dad yes. is decidedly not an atheist. Correct? That's right. And so what is that like at the kitchen table? This is really interesting. I didn't think that we'd get to, is Uh, your mom there? Can I speak to your mother, please?
2: No, I live in my own house. I know people don't know this about me, but I don't live with my parents.
0: You guys seem like the Waltons. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Like just like, there's a John boy in there somewhere, right? Like, you
2: know, my parents have been married. Well, they're they're. I think their 42nd for 41st anniversary is coming up next month. Um, my parents are polar opposites they have literally nothing in common um and they are the most aspirational couple that you can ever imagine they're incredible so she
0: doesn't so she doesn't believe in god and she doesn't drink i'm just kidding uh just well about.
2: uh i know you have this thing about my dad being a drunk um, i don't think but, i just uh, think you know i what?
0: can tell when he's had one that's all i'm saying you can't it's, it's...
2: this is the crazy thing um I I've been alive for 36 years and I've seen my dad drunk twice.
0: Really? Yes. (laughs) I've seen your dad in person like three times. And I feel like I've seen him drunk twice.
2: Uh, people, people think that I'm drunk all the time because I'm a lot like my dad. I'm very like gregarious. I like to talk to people. I get very excited. I'm passionate about things. And, and so, you know, so people mistake that for like, no one can be this into something. She must be on something (laughs) or he must be on something. You know, but no, um, you know, we enjoy, we enjoy imbibing in some pints. Um, that's not, that's not untrue, but no, my mom's an atheist. Um, my mom hates politics. Um, my mom is, is the, she, I mean, for the most part, she hates people. Um, she trusts no one. And, and that's, that's my mom in a nutshell. She's also the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Um, my dad. Atheists
0: are really funny. Atheists are super funny.
2: Well, I mean, she doesn't mean to be. <laughs> She's well, on purpose funny.
0: But she doesn't look over her shoulder from the omnipotent being who's going like this anytime well, she makes does? an off-color joke.
2: I mean, I don't know. I don't.
0: Christians. I mean, have you
2: seen my Twitter account? All I do is make off-color jokes.
0: But you won't say <laughs> That's God did literally
2: all I do.
1: <laughs> Hi,
0: I'm Steve Yurko Um, can you tell me about this? Cause I just saw this today. Help Esther fight back against defamation. She's organizing a fundraiser to raise $10,000 to, um, raise money for her legal campaign because she says that you libeled her. Is that right?
2: Yep. So uh, in order to protect myself and not have a secondary lawsuit or an additional, you know, whatever she wants to do, uh, Esther was my uh, university professor. She taught me gender and sexuality and literature uh, among other great courses. Um, I was in her wedding. I was her bridesmaid. Um, Where did and, it all
0: start to go downhill? Let me guess. Uh, the so last started. year,
2: last year yeah. she began Actively harassing myself and my father on her Twitter account and on Facebook and then personally as well, sending me various messages. Um, I asked her on multiple occasions to please stop. I also told her things like, um, we are going to disagree. We do disagree. That's okay. And I said, uh, you know, if shit ever hits the fan for you, I will be here with my handout for you and instead of stopping she carried on and escalated and escalated and escalated and so i said to her at some point um you know you should be careful because there's things that i know about you that would be probably detrimental to your career and your life if people found out so if you keep going give me an example i'm not going to because it's in the lawsuit um so anyway um I said, you know, if you keep going, if you keep defaming, harassing, and abusing my family, which she was doing actively every single day and continues to do, um, I said, I will release this information. And I did. She made a choice, I made a choice.
0: Um, Can I, let me ask you something, and this isn't to be combative, but um, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. James,
2: everything you do is to be combative.
0: (laughs) Oh, fuck off, it is not. (laughs) <laughs> but, <for real> though. <laughs> um do, do you worry at all that um i, I want to word this delicate i really want to word this the right way don't it, want it to sound don't don't word it well, delicate
2: um, just speak sometimes me. it
0: sounds like sometimes it sounds like either there's a little bit too much woe is me when it comes to you and your family like that like when you what do you i don't know how you define abuse i don't know how you define hatred um, obviously can we, let, let's just both accept that there's obvious examples. Like I fucking hate you probably hatred. You know what I mean? Like, or I wish you were dead, blah, blah. but is there ever a time where you, maybe you're just res- on the receiving end of uh constructive criticism and it's frustrating because you're constantly hearing the same shit and, and you, you sort it's of include that in the pile. James.
2: It's not constructive. Let's, let's be real. Remember, let's go back a few minutes to when I said, um, when we were talking about me trolling people, yeah, I do troll people, but like I said, I never ever target their personal, personal, uh, life and who they actually are as people. I take the umbrella that they're holding and I make fun of the umbrella. I don't make fun of the person holding it. Okay. What, what we go through and listen, I'm I'm not saying I'm a victim. I'm saying it has been difficult. Okay. And I think that that's, I think that I'm allowed to say that.
1: Um, I'm I'm not
2: saying like, Oh, I'm a victim. And like, look at me. I'm so freaking hurt. I'm just saying like, it's, it's been tough. And, and I wish, especially from someone who, who I stood beside in their wedding, they would have more respect for me as a person to not go out and trash my family and me on a daily basis. Like that's a low thing to do. See, if
0: I were invited to to be a best man in a wedding, I would be like, this isn't even sacred. This has like a 30% chance of surviving, anyways. You know? Like you just put a filler guy in for the best oh, man. Have, a I filler have, guy in I for have, the best.
2: I have so much to say here, but it's also part of the lawsuit. So I'm gonna keep my mouth
0: shut. <laughs> did you sleep with the husband?
2: No, no, but I oh. was in class with him.
0: Oh. Oh. They started dating one then when she was teaching. That's interesting. I didn't say
2: anything. I didn't say anything. i know you
0: didn't but you led me down the pasture and i ate up the apple like chris sky you know <laughs> by the way do you have a relationship with him like like a like a like a, a professional relationship no i've kind? never
2: met him i've never spoken to him and i hope to never meet or speak to him
0: yeah well see there's that's a good delineation line for you like i mean like you know i don't really know much about you i know that you were somehow co- sort of in the picture or on the peripheral when that. When, when that gravel gate thing happened, when someone threw a rock at somebody, yeah. um, I don't know yeah. what your, did you hand him the rock? Like what was the, what you know was, what? what was yeah, I actually,
2: I actually, people don't know this, but I actually, um, I had a mask like this and I, I had it filled with gravel. And when, when Justin Trudeau showed up, I passed it over. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Obviously I had nothing to do with it. In fact, I got hit by the gravel.
0: <laughs> wow. Really? yes that i yeah i i don't know that 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 story uh, we got it from this guy mark sliplinski who ended up being a total fraud in the end so I, well I, we I all was know who like, mark
2: is unfortunately
0: yeah i was confused about um about all that um but anyways e- either way so you ran for the um people's party canada in in london is that right
2: Elgin middlesex london yeah
0: did you know that area at all did you had you lived there before there. or yeah,
2: I was oh, living, living there. there.
0: I, okay. moved, I moved there in uh, January
2: 2021.
0: Okay. And the People's Party in Canada didn't win a seat. Um, you yeah. finished in fourth. I think you got like 11.5% of the vote or something yeah. like that. Well, uh,
2: maybe 12. Let's go with 12. Oh, 12.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, 12%? Okay, let's let's do a recount, everybody. Let's see if she got that half percent. Well,
2: no, no I mean, the, there's some ballots that are still under tables, but we won't, we don't need to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, listen, first of all, we agree on Trudeau. I just saw Ryan in the comments and I'm like, you know, there's a whole bunch of points of agreements that I think that we could probably come to terms with. Um, There's points
2: of agreements that I can come to terms with just about anyone to be totally honest. Right.
0: And I think that, I think that's important. I, I think you're a lot less inflammatory than your dad is. You might be more sarcastic, but you're, you're not as like hyperbolic i'm a woman your dad was saying that like we're living in a tyranny and it's like the most first world tyranny i've ever seen and and just you know a week after the real hey he's a tyrant was was really getting strong putin starts dropping bombs on his neighbor and i'm like well that's a tyrant what do we have here this is like the most cupcake version of a tyrant i've ever seen
2: well how do you think that we get to tyranny do you think that it happens overnight or do you think it happens over time
0: I think we can wax poetic about how things. No, no, it's progress. not waxing
2: poetic. I'm asking. you I'm a due, gonna,
0: question. I know, but but I think in we,
2: the time, or does it happen overnight?
0: Well, uh, that's like I'm more thoughtful than than that, than to give one answer. Okay, well, but what,
2: well, proselytize then about your thoughts on whether it happens. Overnight. Allow
0: me to pontificate, if you will, Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ, Chelsea. Um, <laughs> the the idea that um. That, that we incrementally I think we incrementally end up with a tyrannical government I think that you could point to any government that um the United States or Canada has had in the last 25 years and sixty, and, 50, and last choo- 60 years, sure yeah. sure and choose a demarcation point of when it could have gone off the rails you could do that with any any government. You could do that or with Trudeau's de-
2: Forward, man. March, March. But hold on a second. We're very on. Close.
0: I have a greater point. I have a greater point. So <laughs> no, no uh, the just watch me moment with Pierre Elliott Trudeau, that could have gone awry. That could have turned into something tyrannical. Um, you know, the uh, Stephen Harper's entire um um uh, administration, whatever we want to call it, the the, the the 11 years or whatever it was that he was in power, there were a lot of different touch points that I thought, okay, well, this could go one way, this could go the other way. Um, Creighton, same thing. We could have totally gone off the rails and went to war in Iraq, and we could have been there for twenty years. There's a whole bunch of things that, that But instead, we chose Afghanistan. Co- right, but but the choosing that, but but the the idea that um, invoking the Emergencies Act. Okay, we probably had a very similar version of Justin Trudeau before this pandemic. Let's see if you agree with any of this. He's a fucking virtue signaler. He's phony as fuck. He's very dishonest. He's unethical. And I don't think that he's honest to his most steadfast supporters. Would you agree with all of those statements?
2: Okay, so interestingly, I agree with all of that now, but in uh, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, uh, even though I never voted liberal, I voted Green and NDP only. Um, mm. I, I know. You,
0: I I figured you got red pilled. <laughs> I, I got it. I
2: actually yeah. believed. No, I didn't get red pilled. I came back. I circled back. Uh, okay. Like you know, like Jen Saki. I did a circle back. It's a ginger thing, anyway. Um, Are so, you a ginger? Yeah, I am. I'm Auburn ginger. So. Oh, so
0: back. you're not totally fucking crazy. Okay, go. Uh, I, I I bust ask I bust the like,
2: Listen,
0: listen! I'm trying. People I'm trying to cool. do you a solid here.
2: <laughs> anyway, but what I was going to say. Uh, what I what I thought about Trudeau pre prior to this was that he was not bright, uh, but that he was you know personable and that he understood his own weaknesses and surrounded himself with people. Who, who had strengths that weren't his, and and so while I never voted for him and I never thought that he was fantastic, I thought at the time that he was at least smart enough to to recognize his own deficits. I know right. better now.
0: <laughs> okay, but 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 on that, uh, what I was going to say because we agree, we we I, I thought I felt this way probably halfway like six months into his uh, government when he first won. I was like, oh fuck this is what we have. Um, we have, he is a political animal surrounded by political animals. Everything is a political decision. So when he invoked the emergencies act after what I thought would have been the more logical time to I was just like, this isn't tyranny. This is politics. This is not a power grab. This is a symbolic act so that half the country can think he's doing something even though the other half of the country understand that he's just being political I mean
2: everything that he does is just to appear that he's doing something and that is politics in this country and so you know my but it's not is- tyranny but it's not well, tyranny. No, no no but like there is a process of laying the groundwork okay and I think that we are on a dangerous path in this country, when we have an entire segment of the population who is literally called dirty, unclean, and is not allowed to travel, not allowed to leave, uh, not allowed to go the next province over by plane to to meet their family, Uh, that's a dangerous precedent. Uh, So myself and my children, we are dirty people. And we're not allowed to get on a train or a plane. And we're not allowed to go back to Newfoundland on a boat either. So, you know, we can we can drive out to uh, Cape Breton and that's as far as we're going to get. So, you know, that's dangerous. And when I hear uh, leaders say things like um, these people take up space and are we are we going to allow this of these people? That is rhetoric that I think every single Canadian should find very problematic.
0: I didn't like it when Trudeau was, um, um, even though, even though uh, when he was on that French program, the context was, the context, the context was complete. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, I want to jump in here because someone just, someone just. Posted something that I really, really want to speak to that I've been trying okay. to speak to on uh, on Twitter, but it's not getting. I would a lot just of like traction. to give a
0: show a, a shout out to my co-host, the chat <laughs> overlay. But go ahead, pure blood.
2: I hate yeah. I hate this narrative, and every time I see someone who's like ostensibly on my side using this nonsense pure blood, I call it out. It's dangerous, just like all the other rhetoric coming from the other side. It it is rife with eugenics history uh with miscegenation it's rife with you know quantum blood levels for native people i will call that out every single time and sorry to interrupt you but i saw it pop up and i just wanted to say it it is not okay and and i will continue to call it out just like i call out david fissman for saying things like uh you shouldn't mix because they say the same things Mixing and, and pure blood, same thing.
0: You shouldn't mix what? What did he say?
2: He said, uh, mixing with unvaccinated individuals is dangerous.
0: Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, Matt at SoundOff or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Yeah, I don't like the rhetoric either, and I've been on I've been on record about it's I've been on record disgusting. about the rhetoric since the beginning. But but I mean the. Uh, Listen, we could cherry pick a lot of things that, that any world leader says, and especially Justin Trudeau, cause he seems to put more effort into gaps than, than any prime minister in my lifetime. However, um, I, while I don't agree with, I, I think that you should be allowed on a plane nowadays, um, by getting like a rapid test before you get on the flight or something like that. Like, I don't think that there should be a vaccine mandate, uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I'm not. All fucked up about it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's one are of those you, things I sure, but if I well, no, because I'm vaccinated. But like right. if I right, but I but I, listen, I can still sympathize with the people that are not vaccinated that want to go on a plane and and take like a rapid test before they go on a plane. I am not afraid to go on an airplane with unvaccinated people. Right? Like I I, I am not afraid. Yeah, I am one of these people that like, honestly, like you, people think I contradict myself when it comes to this pandemic. I was never afraid of COVID. Uh, you know what I mean? I still wore my mask. I still, even though I'm, I'm, I'm double vaxxed. I get my, my third shot in a couple weeks or something, but like, Oh, please don't. I, I went, Oh, don't listen, like, kidding. you know what? I almost, I'm
2: I almost, no, I
0: know, I know, but, but listen, I was down, I was downtown, I, sorry, downtown. I was, I was working, I work uh, a couple days a week at the local library um i think libraries are important and i've been working at one for five years and this lady came in and she wanted to put up some um some conspiracy theory stuff about charles schwab and the world economic forum and all this stuff and i'm like this is a library i don't want to deal with this right yeah and um and then she's like and then she had the nerve to be like well if you don't care about your children get them vaccinated and i was just like get the fuck out of my library
2: i (laughs) i Anyone nope. can say anything that they want about me, but what they, <laughs> there's my child, um, or one of them anyway. Um, but like people, people can say whatever they want about me, but one thing that I have never done is a judge someone for getting vaccinated, judge someone for wearing a mask or you
0: just, you had, just told me not to get my vaccination. Right?
2: That's what it was a joke. That's why I said, I'm oh, okay. okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> like, I don't care. Go. Go do it. If that's what's right for you and that's what you got to stop. If that's what's right for you and you believe that that's the good thing to do and that's the choice that you're making, I 110% support you in that. Um, like absolutely no question. If, if people want to keep wearing masks, if people ever want to wear a mask, if they want to wear two, go for it. I don't care. Like do what is good for you and your body. Do what's good for you in your life. Do what's good for you and your family, but this conspiracy stuff—I've been—I've been dealing with it for two years now. Because you know, I was working for No More Lockdowns, and I was—I was being like a—I was sort of like a, a coordinator, provincial coordinator, to set up local groups, and I did intake for people who wanted to be local leaders, and the entire intake was don't peddle conspiracy bullshit. We are ending lockdowns. That's what we want to do. We want businesses open. We want kids in school and we want people to have a choice. What happens to their lives?
0: Is your and dad's so- a member of, how did normal lockdowns start?
2: My dad and I started it.
0: <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that was a job or that was like a volunteer thing? It was like, a volunteer
2: how- position. Okay, but you they raised money though, right? We raised money for signs, yeah. Lots just for, for signs,
0: just just for like just hold up signs. The uh, well, there that's two, that's
2: there were two fundraising avenues for no more lockdowns. Uh, one was for legal fees because we got so many charges myself, mm-hmm. my dad, my brothers, and many other people. Um, so one avenue was for legal fundraising, and the other one was for signs. Okay, so, and we distributed um, like I, something like 50,000 signs, 60,000 signs across Ontario
0: and this is during 2020 and
2: 2021. Yeah. So, so, okay, we're, we're at a different spot, obviously in the
0: pandemic. Now I would say that we're probably at near the end. Um, and I'm talking about the virus itself. I'm not talking about policy, but I I would have had a problem with what you guys were doing back in 2020 or 2021, because that's when the spread of the virus was actually an important thing. Um, and I, I'm I'm still, I'm still sort of stuck on the idea that, um, Like, if you didn't accept that locking people down and wearing masks was an acceptable way to deal with this pandemic what was your alternative ideas other than doing nothing and just believing in liberty
2: um the alternative to forcibly shutting down people's businesses and ripping kids out of school not doing those things uh allowing what would would be your solution to stop the spread you know what the the who for example i know you guys all love the who the who had a full pandemic. I actually
0: playbook. don't love the who. I think the we who's a corrupt a political organization. Go ahead.
2: Playbook, uh, from, from prior to 2020. And basically it is saying protect the vulnerable and that's it. Like, so, so why did my friend, I have friends, he owns a restaurant. She owns a hair salon. They have two kids. Guess what happened to them? They lost, everything. Go ahead. they lost everything. So okay. in order to save one life they ruined four. And, well, it's not and one this life. is well it, no it's it an ex, one life it's a very if you worried, it's well but it's if you an were experience. Were you worried about going to a restaurant or going to a hair salon you wouldn't go. No one was forcing you to go into the restaurant and the hair salon. Right? And so they destroyed businesses. They destroyed livelihoods and it's, and it continues to this day. Now people are not, people have been fired and they're not allowed to collect EI that they've paid into for years because they won't get an injection that the government says they need. Like it's literally just destroying lives.
0: I didn't hear about that. Sorry. Are you saying that like the government won't give you EI unless you're vaccinated? No,
2: anyone who was let go. Uh, because they wouldn't get a get the vaccine does not qualify for EI even though they paid into it hmm. are you sure about that a hundred percent I have heard from hundreds of people who are dealing with it still to this day
0: you've heard from that hundreds is of that people. is
2: absolutely 100 percent unequivocally true
0: okay I'll have to take your word for it because I'm not familiar with that it sounds fishy it. like you can quit your job and get EI you know like really
2: uh yeah but if but they the way like justin trudeau literally put this in place if you didn't get and people are making jokes about SERB uh when the vaccine mandates came in CERB was long gone okay so the people who lost their jaws because they're what you guys like to say scared of a needle or actually were just exercising bodily autonomy they don't get employment insurance that they've paid into this isn't this isn't welfare You know this isn't just like a a a fun thing that the government gives out i'm not saying that that's what welfare is but you get my point they pay into ei on every single paycheck that they've ever earned and then they get denied ei because they won't get an injection that the government tells them they have to get or that their employer tells them they have to get it's disgusting
0: okay um we don't have much time left um but i want to also talk about ukraine a little bit um because your dad, I don't have his quotes in front of me, but he just kind of seemed like um, we were going a little bit too hard on Russia and that Ukraine was filled with Nazis, basically, is the, is the messages that I remember hearing from your dad. What are your thoughts, <clears throat> excuse me, on, on Ukraine and, and, and the conflict over there?
2: Uh, my, my thoughts about it is that uh, Ukraine is fighting a proxy war between the U.S. and Russia. Explain that. Um, Russia, rightfully so, does not want NATO on its doorstep, and NATO, in fact, should have been abolished many years ago. I think NATO is one of the most disgusting, corrupt organizations out there. Um, so instead of disbanding, what they've done is spread further to the east throughout Europe and right onto Russia's doorstep. And, and Putin has made it very clear, this is a threat to the sovereignty of Russia. And he told Ukraine, he told Zelensky, if you keep going, we're going to go to war. And what did Zelensky do? He con- he carried on the path of courting NATO.
0: Carried Zelensky, on the path of courting NATO.
2: Zelensky wants, <laughs> not, wants That doesn't to sound armed. like a
0: very good reason. No, but but Zelensky Well, what would
2: you do? Okay, so so let's put it this way. Um okay, so the United States has an, a military right. alliance Okay.
0: I understand There's how the military policies.
2: alliance and, and they put nuclear weapons on, on Canadian border.
0: Okay. But, the, but I, I, I understand the greater point you're making. NATO has been doing that for a long time. Um, yeah, NATO. NATO, NATO, was abolished, supposed, right, NATO. When, when NATO. communism fell, when communism fell, the agreement that was made with Ronald Reagan between Reagan and um, uh, Stained Head. What's the name? Gorbachev Gorbachev um was that NATO would not um expand further Mm -hmm. after the collapse of the Soviet Union and they obviously went went back on that Ukraine um was in a spot where they they weren't exactly before the Russian invasion of Crimea and the annexation of Crimea they weren't lobbying to be part of nato because they knew or they figured that um that russia would attack if that happened so it's always been this weird chess game um well, I but, mean, the, kind of the, but, but don't you but don't you think now that 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 what putin is doing is similar to what and for totally different reasons but it's similar to what it's like russia has their bush administration is what i think that's the way i look at it <sighs>
2: Oh my god, that's such a tired I'm Sorry, do you do you need a moment? You say. just uh, yeah, sorry, I'm here. I'm yeah. gonna throw up. No, okay. come on. That's that's what? bullshit. It you How say it's similar, part? but it's totally different. Yeah, it's absolutely no no no. Totally I said different. the
0: reasons. So they're not fighting Islamic yeah, terror No, or, or they're not pretending going to fight and bombing
2: the shit out of uh, out of countries that have nothing to do with them because they want their oil they're actually there's there is an actual threat to their sovereignty they're, they're, as a bo- they're
0: bombing their neighbors so that they can secure more natural gas
2: is that why you don't believe that is one of the reasons that's
0: the reason why they snag crimea for sure well, they for sure they want they Crimea
2: have, because of the because it's on the por- it's a it's a port region and it has access to the sea. Of course they want Crimea and it's also chock full of ethnic Russians. So absolutely they want it. Yes, right. 100%. Just like the Donbass, just like Donetsk. Yeah, of course. They want the places that are filled with ethnic Russians and the Ukraine has actually been shelling and bombing the shit out of those places for for years since 2014. So, yeah, I mean, the Russians want it. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. It is true. Look at John. So
0: Ukraine. So hold on. So, so Russia invades Crimea, which is part of Ukraine. Yes. And Ukraine responds by dropping bombs on Russian military. No, they don't
2: respond by it. This, what do do you think it is happening? This has been happening since 2014. Ukraine. But because their country
0: was invaded.
2: No, because people want to leave their country.
0: (laughs) This is a Putin talking point, love. It really is. Oh, love. Like Crimea.
2: Don't call me love. That's that's disgusting. I'm sorry, Sorry. I
0: didn't mean to. You know, my my (laughs) bad. Like Um, like,
2: we we can have a talk and we can disagree, but don't be like condescending. It's like it's like
0: it's not condescending. It's like a British term of endearment. I just happen to be Italian. I don't know. (laughs)
2: You know? <laughs> then call me amore or something like
0: okay listen okay. me amore um no but for real like it, it, crimea or uh, uh, was an invasion uh, it was a russian invasion okay. of our know neighboring country and
2: here's here's the deal the it would be like france invading to,
0: quebec and then saying oh but it's okay they're french people
2: the person that i look to for most of my information on what's going on in ukraine and russia is known noam, noam chomsky he is I'm familiar with
0: his work. Yes, I know he, his quote. I know the quote. He phenomenal. said that Trump is the only statesman. Yeah, oh no,
2: I'm not even talking about that. He's been talking about no. this for years, for years and years. He he actually started talking about this prior to, to Ukraine starting to shell Donbass in 2014. So he's been talking about this for years. And I like to go to Noam Chomsky to look at this stuff and to actually get what I think is a fairly unbiased view of what's going on in the region. So Back um, to the point. I, interv- yeah, I, I interviewed
0: yeah. Noam Chomsky twice yeah. in the last year, and I'm going to interview him again um, in the fall. Um, and I I will certainly ask him that. I, I'm familiar with the way that he has taken um, the the uh, critical viewpoint on NATO and how they have spread their bases. And that is a totally legit argument. It doesn't make a Russian invasion of a foreign country legitimized, though. That's all. I don't think there's a. I often think there's no good guys. I'm not saying that I think it people. It legitimizes that. it.
2: But what I'm saying is uh zelensky and the powers that be in ukraine knew what the outcome was going to be of their actions and i believe that they got snaked of their response in, you know, i i think that they got snaked into fighting a proxy war on behalf of the united states that's what i believe and that's what i said at the beginning they are fighting uh, a proxy war they were they were right, but set they- up but so it wasn't it was their actions anymore. it
0: was their response to an invasion of their country
2: they knew their country was invaded happen.
0: in 2014 right okay. the crimea was you uh, is, and is part of the probably both
2: ukraine. both need to go back and do some more reading so that I we can so. be so that we can be <laughs> geopolitical uh uh experts on on ukraine and russia like no I'm not. we don't we're we, not all but i know don't. is by what i've seen but but know? it's
0: just recent history Russia invaded Ukraine, annexed the province of Crimea so that they could open up their natural gas pipeline because they service 40% of Europe and it would make it a lot more lucrative and easier for them. Was Crimea crawling with ethnic Russians? Yep, it was like 75% or something like that. I don't remember the exact number. But anything that happens after that initial invasion on Ukraine's part is not Ukraine taking horrible actions. It's responding to being invaded.
2: No, they have done terrible things and i'm not saying russia hasn't okay like this is not but a what? this is not like one one guy is absolutely good and one guy is absolutely evil this is me saying there have been really terrible things done on both sides and this idea of boiling it down to everyone fly the ukraine flag and everyone hate russia is bullshit. because it's well, just not think- accurate and it doesn't reflect the reality of the situation
0: I think there. I think that. I think that. Would you not agree, though, that Putin is is a bad guy?
2: Okay. You know what? I'm gonna i to say something guy. because I know how these things go, and I can see Listen, the comments popping up. I don't up. think you do. This I, is gonna I, be cropped out and made to seem like I love Putin and I hate you this Ukraine. This Blah blah blah. blah. This gold. is live. I know, and when it replays, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. You don't you, you, you think don't record I, this?
0: you think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna edit this?
2: I've seen what you've done to other people. So I would argue, hold on a
0: second. What have I done to other people?
2: Are you kidding me? I've seen, no, I'm not kidding. I'm
0: asking you, what have I done to other people?
2: Maybe not you, but other people who, who watch these things, they it, they cut things out. I, I don't want to be misquoted. Listen, I think that there are bad players on both sides. And I think that the boiling down of good versus evil is nonsense. It's nonsense.
0: I think painting a false equivalency between a country that invades and a country that's being invaded is probably bullshit as well.
2: I would ask the people in Donbass how they feel about Ukraine because they're part of Ukraine and they've been, it hasn't been good for them.
0: Yeah, I, I, there, there, something has happened over the last, um, I would say 10 years or so. This softening of, of the conservative position on Russia and it's really hard I'm to kind of understand. I'm not not well. I'm I'm just speaking in general terms now, right? I'm not necessarily talking about you, but but you are carrying the water for these people that do that, though.
2: I'm saying you're, nothing is black and white, and I'm also not a geopolitical expert. Okay, you're gonna you're I going to talk fair. Noam Chomsky, and he's going to say a lot of the things that I've said, but much more eloquently. Okay, um, and a lot slower. Black and white. He's
0: ninety four you know
2: it's not black and what does that have to do with it
0: I said it's and not, black and white. It. It is not Listen, good relax. versus evil he, you said you're you said he was going to be more eloquently and I said he's going to be a lot slower because he's 94. it no, was just a I joke mean,
2: okay slower fine yeah. but still more eloquent
0: <laughs> yeah he'll be eloquent about it um nonetheless I the, let's the, talk about
2: what the upcoming I, what, provincial what, election pardon me let's talk about the upcoming provincial election
0: oh okay. Uh, in my,
2: in okay my okay producer
0: house. chelsea uh, Hilliard, <laughs> now the new producer of black bulb with james or D. we Ford. can talk We're about Jeremy. dean
2: blundell i mean whichever one you choose
0: let's talk about dean blundell <laughs> <laughs> no, um <bless> you're coming <laughs> yeah you know what dean wouldn't see you i don't think like i you know i i i understand like listen like, i Maybe I don't want to talk about Dean because he's a good, good friend of mine and he's done a lot for me and I know he's a generous, nice person. Um, when Um, He was a
2: homophobe.
0: He's not a homophobe. <laughs> that, and by the way, that's like... <laughs> <I>
2: know, but, <laughs> that's a joke.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Because, because I mean, he's not...
2: I mean, are being called the same thing, so...
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure... Whatever your dad's first scandal was, imagine how annoying it would be if 10 years later people were still talking about your dad's first scandal aren't whatever they? that happened to be
2: <laughs> what i said aren't they
0: <laughs> i don't know your dad your dad is the greatest hits of scandals <laughs> so, so it's really yeah. hard to i mean one yeah down. he's
2: the best that's true
0: you, you told me on the phone today that um i told you that like if he goes to jail he'll end up being a martyr and you were like oh if my dad goes to jail he's gonna counsel the inmates on how to yeah. handle their lawyer and i was like but he'll be in prison
2: I mean, we he, were talking. Is he a
0: like credible three, source on this? But of, my dad is chock
2: advice. full of amazing advice, and if anyone actually ever cared to stop to stop just spewing hate and shit at him and actually look at who he really is, he's an amazing man. He's the I best. I like your dad. Da- listen, I, listen to me for a second. for. And so listen my point is Yeah. Go my
0: ahead. point Make was. Your yeah, and then listen to jail, me for a second. Okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> if he's in jail. Uh he's gonna be okay and he's probably gonna do a lot of good for people
0: maybe your because dad would like run things in prison are you gonna like smuggle cigarettes in for him and stuff
2: uh well probably yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i forgot your dad likes his darts
2: yeah. <laughs> who doesn't anyone who says they don't like smoking is lying <laughs> uh,
0: you know what i don't know about anybody but i i still smoke yeah
2: me too yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's end it on that because I don't want to go back down any rabbit holes. I thought that it was. Uh, I th- I think you did a well a, a good job. I think our sparring was was good. I can't wait to totally edit this cheaply so that you say you wish your dad you was know, in jail and that time. You he know what I time. mean, though.
2: You know what yeah. I mean, though. Like people take clips and they turn it into some crazy shit. I don't and, do that. I've never you know, done that. I'm I'm not I'm not saying you specifically. I'm just saying like Dean Blundell probably.
0: <laughs> I'm the only one here, love. Oh fuck! I said love
2: again. Sorry. Listen, Chelsea, here's the thing. Can I just can I just say? Yeah, please. I don't hate anyone. I don't like I I love people. I love people. I hate what's happening right now. And you know, the whole comment feed of this is just filled with people who hate me and want to see me just like just taken down. And, say, and again
0: i i don't and, think and that that's it
2: like, here this it's not it, this isn't about me
0: that's why this you sound about, like a victim sometimes that's no, why you sound like a victim because sometimes.
2: because i'm speaking to a greater social issue it's not just about okay. me why is anyone going out of their way to try to take anyone down talk you and i don't agree on anything you and i don't agree on a lot of things you know but we're I think still here we agree that
0: it was inappropriate for your friend to have a relationship with that student
2: Hey, but you didn't you say it. that. You said it, not me.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> but you know what I mean? You get you get my yeah. point. It's terrible. I hate what's happened to the world. I hate what's happened to relationships and families and society. Like, talk and disagree and yell at each other. I yelled at you tonight. You know, yeah, you got pissed off me for interrupting. Cool. I you
0: called know? you love and you were like ready to fucking, fucking send oh, me. Well, I mean, there's some
2: head. triggering yeah. things. Yeah, don't call me Listen- love. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. You know it won't happen that's again. My,
2: that's my ex. That's my ex. Leftist feminist stuff that's still buried deep down. In yeah. Itself. What
0: the fuck? I figured conservative gals were like, you could smack me on the ass. I'm not conservative.
2: Like, oh right. I'm like right, the right, least right. conservative person you'll ever meet.
0: Yes. This interview totally showed that.
2: <laughs> it did. What? Because I don't think Ukraine is is good and and Russia's evil.
0: I'm just no. <laughs> just a Bunch of shit.
2: Oh look, I'm disgusting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know who kelly lee is but
2: well hey kelly how's it going i hope your kids are tucked in well i hope your husband's happy i hope you've got a drink i hope you're having a great night and i hope tomorrow is a great day at work for you kelly
0: <laughs> what if she was like i hope you're divorced i hope your kids are bad
2: you know?
0: hope your dad drinks
2: i don't know i really actually hope that her life is great you know
0: are you are you remarried how did you like are you Am I are really you married? Are you single or are you married?
2: I have never been married.
0: Okay. Are you still with the dude that like fathered your children?
2: Uh, I can't speak to that. Okay. There's legal issues.
0: Okay. So if someone were to ask you out, would you be like, I can't, I'm taken? Or would you like, Listen, I'll consider it? I'm shy. I'm not asking you out. <laughs> Chelsea Hillier, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate All right. it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, have a good one. That was Chelsea Hilliard. Listen, um I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I wanna get al- I, I get along with I got along with her. I think that we got along for the most part. I don't think that we agree on much. Um even though she said she yelled at me, I didn't feel like I was getting yelled at. Um did anything um transpire from that conversation that i think we could build on probably not but i gotta tell you she wasn't horrible to talk to she wasn't like you know as bad as some people in the comments were making her seem do i agree with some of the she says no do i steadfastly disagree with a lot of the stuff she said sure i do um was i disappointed that i didn't get to show her the file photograph that i have of Pierre Polyev's dad showing um, his neighbors his new bed. Yeah. You know? (laughs) I have all this stuff on Polyev. And and I haven't done the show yet because I didn't have a voice. But I don't know if people, maybe I'll just turn this into like, no, no, no. I got to save it. But um, just for the uh, millennials and the Gen Zs, the reason why we call Polyev Skippy is because of a character named Skippy from Family Ties. I don't know how I deviated into this direction of talking about this shit. But here we are. Um, Yeah, guys, it's going to be fine. Um, You can have conversations like that and it not blow up into a crazy place. Um, I think she needs to brush up on her um, geopolitical recent history. But it doesn't matter um she was less hyperbolic than her dad um i would put her in the same category as like a max bernier even though i know a lot of people are like they really don't like max bernier we got to get past that shit. we just got to get to the point where it's like oh you instead of fuck you you know we we have to figure this out um i'm gonna end today with uh my blackballed video just because i feel like it and um i think i'm gonna have andy lee back on the show i just found out a couple days ago that uh multi-million copies selling best-selling author many times over Linwood Barkley is going to be on the show on the 24th. I'll have some announcements between now and then. And uh, yeah, until then, thanks, everybody. Thank you for having me. Look, journalism is dead. We'd all rather take selfies now than learn to comprehend. Look, I despise those colorblind, those self-absorbed reporters, those whores who suck the content for all the media hoarders. Those producers, man, they tap dance for the conglomerate's quarters. They exploit polarization, and it's done through gender, race, and borders. And meanwhile, they sell a spear, meds and weapons every hour. Leading bleeding screeds of misdeeds, but shit, none involving power. Those outlets, they insist they don't exist for shit clicks. Fuck man, them pricks, they diss this writer like I was on some mysterious hit list. In the cable news, that's the villain. And I don't wanna be mainstream. That's where fake dreams hit snakes and devils all up on the in scene. Know what I mean? A leg up into the armpit of all that corruption? Shit, this relationship, I think it's destined for a mutual destruction, terror, mayhem. Nah, I know, I'll cool it with them jays. But you better send your fucking eagle and meet the talons of this goddamn osprey. Why? (laughs) I've been blackballed before Now I have to be my main source Looking out my front door Cause I've been blackballed But now I am older I know I have to keep on moving forward, never look over my shoulder. We live inside a landscape where editors are predators and writers get shelved and never properly mentored. Never cease to increase the pressure of the mighty pen's releases. I defeat your fucking arsenal with a single chess piece, bless me, the non-believer, fuck commies and libertarians and conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and presbyterians. Fuck left-wingers, right-wingers, throat singers, salesmen, the hat who got rocked by that mentally impaired kid. I hate all of you. Find the button, press play, abort the next generation, spare us from the next wave, and Let's not blur the lines of yesterday, just vibrate to your streetwise psilocybin sensei It's true though, whether it's Trump or Justin Trudeau New clothes for those who last straight-faced, then kudos to faith-based Race baiters, you guilty, shameful haters, pull the plug, your cross-fader is filthy You milk these new breeds of dummies, who promote racism and then cry to their mummies MAGA, woke folks fight to a mutual death, and no one's left to foster divisions after the last breath Now fucking die already Seriously Oh, but wait, one more thing, bring your newspapers in case we all run out of confetti. I've been blackballed before, now I have to be my main source, looking out my front door cause I've been blackballed, but now I am older, I know I have to keep on moving forward, never look over my shoulder, I've been blackballed. Black 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 black, black, black 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 boy. black 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 boy. The podcast Super Friends is a monthly
2: meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
0: I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit podcasts. I'm Matt
1: Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod Six One Seven, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts.